Amanda from Ponte's Books here with our first video for chapter six of The Prince and the Pauper. Uh, and again, we have a vocabulary focus that focuses on multiple words that have some common features. So if you think back, I don't remember exactly what chapter it was for, but I did one that was on words like thou and thee and thy and ye. Um, and how those words all kind of could be grouped together because there's a grammatical explanation, not so much um, a definition that needs to be understood about those words. Today's words are similar as well. So the words we're focusing on today are hath, hast, doth, canst, shalt, wilt, and thou'lt. So hopefully you see kind of the common endings that are coming in with some of those words. So just like thou and thee and thy, okay, that was kind of a grammar issue as opposed to a vocabulary issue, but I still like to group them in here just because when people are reading The Prince and the Pauper, especially the original version, um, these things will really throw them off and make them feel like they can't understand what they're trying to say, but really, it's just grammar. It's just grammar that we don't really use anymore. Um, so these are all going to be endings that we use for verbs or helping verbs um, that we just have changed, have changed over time. So if you look at this chart, you can see the far left is the Tudor English, then that middle column will be the modern English, and then a description of kind of what that means. So if we look at the first one, we see the word hath, okay? You'll notice it looks very similar to the modern day English equivalent that we use, has. And really the only difference, or the what it means is that it is a third person singular ending for that verb. So if we review kind of the pronouns, first person pronouns are I and me, second person pronouns are you, and third person pronouns are he, she, they, or using someone's name. So you're talking about them, second person you're talking to them, and first person you're talking about yourself. So for half, if we are talking about someone else, so he, for example, instead of saying he has, like we would say modern day, like he has, 25 cars. You would say he hath 25 cars. That would be an obscene amount, but that's how you would substitute that word. Hast is the same word, has, have, those are the same words just conjugated kind of differently, it, but it's second person. So now, it, and we wouldn't say you has 25 cars, right? We would say you have. So instead of saying you hath, they would have said you hast, and they wouldn't have said you, they would have said thou. Thou hast 25 cars. So these things are, it's, it's easy to crack the code. You just have to know what it is, essentially. So then we see doth is a form of does that we use modern day. Canst is a form of can. Shalt is shall. Wilt is will. And then this one doesn't quite fit in with the rest because it's actually a contraction. You shall or you will is kind of the modern day um, version of thou'lt. So thou shalt or thou wilt. We use contractions today, you know, in the same way, but this is just an older one that's using thou, meaning you, and wilt or shalt, which means will or shall. So what I have said as a general rule of thumb in the past is if it has a T at the end or an EST, and we'll talk about this in a second, you just kind of drop it. So hast is has, or in some cases have. Um, canst is can, uh, and shalt is shall. So you kind of just you ignore the ending of the word. It means the same as the word that you probably know that it looks like. Um, so we'll look at kind of why that is. Well, I don't know if why is the best 
explanation because I don't know exactly why these endings changed. But essentially the pattern was that you would use an EST or just an ST or kind of whatever worked best with the word itself when you were talking about second person singular. So saying to, so again, thou knowest, you would add that est to the end and then he, she, or they knoweth. So instead of the est, it's F when you're talking about third person. And over time, that est just kind of disappeared. We just kind of dropped it. So knowest, we just say, you know, instead of saying thou knowest. And then the F was replaced by that S ending. And I don't know if that's because they sound similar. And so someone got confused and they wrote an S. I'm not quite sure um, on the exact word history of that, but that would be interesting to know. But that's kind of how those verb endings changed over time. So you would say instead of uh, he knoweth, you would say he knows. So just some examples of sentences here again, because there are so many words, it's kind of hard to find an example sentence. So a straightforward one that incorporates just one of them. Since he hath said it, it must be true. So I kind of simplified uh, somewhat the example that actually comes from the chapter. Because the actual sentence from chapter six, the king hath said it, none may palter with the king's command or fit it to his ease where it doth chafe with deft evasions, the king shall be obeyed. So we kind of see two in there. We see hath and we see doth and both are talking about third person. So the king hath, right? That's third person. We're talking about the king. So we need that TH ending and then um, where it doth chafe. We're talking about it, which is another third person pronoun. So we use that TH instead of the EST or ST. Hopefully that kind of makes sense. But wait, there's more, only a little bit more for this time because there wasn't, wasn't too much that I could find in terms of kind of fun, fun facts about these words. Uh, but there are two idioms that are pretty well known. So we have hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Um, and this is one that basically means like there's nothing worse than an angry woman. Um, and so we see that word hath being used in it. And then methinks the lady doth protest too much. Um, so that is actually a play on, uh, it's kind of like a rearranged version of a quote that was from Hamlet, from Shakespeare. And it's basically just means like, oh, I think this woman is uh, over-exaggerating how against whatever this is um, she actually is because she actually feels the opposite way, if that makes sense. So hopefully you learned a little bit today. Have a good rest of your day.